man, and sport. A timeless means of entertainment. Some men hit home runs. Others are curb stumped. Some win Cy Youngs. Others get dunked on. Some men become MVPs. Others have 70 saves in a game. But your stats won't matter here. Here we discuss the issues. Search the hearts of men. And judge in vivid detail. Only raw takes will do. This is sports analysis. This is sports unchained. This is Sportico. You can find us on Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter, all at Sporticus Live. That's Sport I C U S Live. Sporticus Live. See you there. We're gonna start with we're gonna we're gonna start slow. We're gonna start with the pre-show. Now, uh, you missed B Priestley versus um, um, Britt Baker. Uh, and, and, and if you watch the highlights, it was actually good. It was, it looks fun. It looked good. Um, but if you actually watched it, like start to finish, no, it wasn't. Um, uh, I, it's, it's getting weird. I, this is how things get weird as an analyst and I have to pick my spots. If Adam Cole ever listened to the show, he's going to hate my fucking guts probably, you know, cause I say, I say all the time, Britt Baker's not, she's not that chick. She's not the, she's not. It's not that she's not a star. It's just she's not the one that's going to be. She's not Becky Lynch. She's not Tessa Blanchard. You know, and then and, and that's a big deal because I, I just named two people from two different types of company uh, companies, and uh, they did two completely separate acts. You know, uh, and, and Britt Baker isn't close to those acts when it comes to in ring ability. She she might get a lot of pop. Uh, you, you know, she might get a big pop from the crowd, a lot of fans and stuff like that. But that shit don't translate in the ring. You know, you got to know what you're doing when you get in there. And I, uh, did you did you see what Cody said about uh, Britt Baker on on Twitter before the match happened? Uh, the only thing I saw is what you told me about the flu. Yeah, he said she he said she had the flu. Now, I think that's really badass that anybody could perform with the flu. Or hungover, <laughs> in case of Michael Jordan, if if that's the legend you choose to go with, you know? <laughs> I choose to go with the flu, stomach flu. Uh, they didn't specify what flu it was. They said the flu game, you know. And and yeah, if you got the stomach flu, yeah, you know, you can you can. I had it not so long ago, and you know, it you won't you'll be nauseous, but you won't throw up. But like, yeah, it'll it'll fuck you up. Uh, now here's the thing. She got the flu, right? Full-blown flu. 
So I'm not thinking stomach flu, right? I'm thinking flu. Like she had a fever and all this other stuff. Do Are you okay with, with someone, anyone wrestling under those conditions? I mean, you know, I thought about this when you had told me. And I guess because I've never really thought about it as far as wrestlers and, you know, have them having colds and flus. And, you know, this may be the norm. And it's just something that was, you know, put out there for AEW. Like, how many people may be wrestling in the flu in WWE? So when, yeah. I, when I'm thinking that may be something that's, you know, common and uncommon in wrestling where, you know, oh, this person's sick tonight. Well, you know, you know the show must go on or whatever, and, you know. So it's hard for me to say because I'm not an actual in-ring performer. But just me thinking how I am at work when somebody say, oh, they're sick. I'm like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> right. So, yeah, you know, it's in that world, I guess it's something that may happen. Outside of where I'm just like, no, just take a night off or go do something else or whatever. Right. Right, I mean, because it's it's not it's not an office gig, you know what I'm saying? But like that's that's the big problem with it. At an office job, let's say you was at a cubicle or in your office, you could stay the fuck in there, right? Yeah. <laughs> or you could just stay at home. This is a job where you can't just stay at home. You could kind of literally phone it in and just do a a, a promo or whatever. Uh, but the problem with this is, if you got the flu, you sweating, you sweating out that stuff. Are you contagious? You know, like I mean, it's, you brought up WWE briefly like it might be a uh, common thing there well when you know when you got mono they don't let you wrestle at least you know because it's contagious because mm-hmm. you know remember they, they they put roman reigns on the shelf with that they put bray wyatt on the shelf with that like those are two ginormous acts that they have at the time bray wyatt wasn't but imagine if that were to happen now they're kind of fucked you know because they could be on the shelf with mono for months Imagine the Fiend being on the shelf and Roman Reigns at the same time right now on SmackDown. And that's the kind of boat they put themselves in. They don't have a deep female roster at all. So to put Britt Baker out there with anybody, let alone be Priestley, somebody you can kind of move up, you know, uh, and kind of help use, use as an enhancement talent, kind of get some of your people like Britt Baker up to speed and catch him up in the ring. I, I just think that's a really big risk to take. Yes, I think it's, it's some warrior shit to do. All props to her on that. I think it's 110% the wrong thing to do, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's think about the health of this individual and individuals around her instead of the show must go on shit. Because that show must go on shit, it, that's WWE shit. And, and we're here to take them to task for the shit that they say, man. WWE is full of shit when they do a lot of stuff, and I think it's full of shit. I think you're full of shit when you put somebody with the fucking flu out there. You know, I don't care well, if it's happening all over the place. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's irresponsible as fuck to do. And well, let's Cody deleted it. that tweet too. Yeah. Let's look at it like this. Maybe she pushed for it. Maybe she was gun ho and they were like, nah, you know, and then she was like, don't no, care. Don't care. You bench. Here's the thing. I, it's just like, you know, any other sport when a player is like, hey, I can play coach. I can play coach. I don't give a shit. You're going to take the bench. I know it's full gear. There's so many other ways she could be useful, though. But if somebody were to get sick, you know what I'm saying? What happens then? Like, you know, I mean, here's the thing. Her being sick actually affects two promotions. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if Adam Cole gets the flu and he can't wrestle in Survivor Series or in War Games, then what the fuck? Like, I mean, it's it's just kind of cool to like, you know, just just I it's 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 okay. It's cool if you can't do it. You know what I'm saying? John Moxley missed all out. You know, I mean, he missed other Finn Balor missed other big spots in his career. He didn't even get a universal title run. So things happen, but I, I think mean, you got to do. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, you know, I understand what you're saying. And I guess I'm just trying to play devil's advocate of what may could have happened in the back. So the reality is they still went through with it and they got to cross their fingers and just be like, please, hopefully nobody comes and says my throat hurts. I got a cough or I'm not feeling well because. Yeah. Especially if it's somebody like Moxley or Omega or whoever, because right now this is a crucial time for them right now, especially after their first yeah. pay per view of them being on TV. But okay, and, and I'll, I'll wrap up with this: like they didn't even like that match, like that shit got stomped on by people. And I, I'm gonna be honest: the critics for the critics were kind of. They were they were coming at uh full gear last night. Like I got my I got what I think about it, which we'll get to, but like man, I mean, every time I go to AEW for something, like I every time I go to analysis or Twitter or something like that, it's either some like the critics are way more harsh than I am, and that's kind of crazy. Like they were saying that match was complete bullshit to start off, and then it got better. Like obviously it got better, but uh Man, I mean, damn, like they if you think I'm hard on Britt Baker, you should see the shit that people really writes about her that don't want her to succeed. You know, um, uh, yeah, my, my only thing with Britt Baker, Britt Baker is I don't think I think she's a heel. I honestly think she will be a better heel. Yeah, I just don't buy the baby face thing. And I get why it's like that right now. Um, I'm thinking of maybe another defeat by Rio and she needs to turn because I something telling me something screams she is a heel. I mean, just like her man, like, and I yeah, yeah, play- that's to me too. And like, uh, what was it all all in when she was, uh, when she wrestled in that match? I was like, what the fuck? Like, it was like, she's no, no way this person's a uh, a baby face, you know, like they just they're kind of shoving her down your throat and it's weird, like, it's just. I she could easily yeah. of her being the first, you know, the first woman that came out and she was the first signed. And, you know, she had that uh, genuine love from the fans because she was that yeah. first one. So I think that kind of carried over. Right. And now it's kind of like, well, she seems like she needs to be in a, you know, another position. Maybe Babyface is not it because she just seems like she has this uh, maybe aggression or, or this fire inside her. That's not babyface, and it's just like I'm gonna unleash all this shit I have inside. Yeah. But you know, yeah, no, you're right. Uh, at double or nothing uh, at the after party, uh, the, the the one of the best things I got to do was just observe a lot of things at double or nothing, and just literally being around these people. Like I I was around SCU, uh, hanging out everywhere they were, just cause we were all in the same buildings and stuff. Like I was everywhere that they were on accident. And um, they, you know, they're really cool ass people. I didn't even ask Christopher Daniels for his autograph until the last night, the last possible time I could do that. I did that at the fucking after party, you know. I didn't want to bother him because every fucking time I saw these guys, they were working him, Scorpio Sky, Kazarian, 
all these fucking guys are doing excellent fucking work. Uh, I got the Christopher Daniels shirt signed for my homie that actually got me to a, an AEW shirt. It was he was like, how are you gonna have me sign a Cody shirt? You know, I was like, well, I was like, look, I'm doing it for my buddy. He doesn't know. Just sign, a, you know, just sign a shirt. But what, I, what I'm saying is like, Britt Baker has this. She has this mystery to her. It's a great thing. Like I don't, I don't believe that it's. I, I, I see nothing that's like uh, malicious about her or anything like that. So I, I don't necessarily see the heel character at, from her personally. But I can say that she has this mystery, uh, like this ambiguity to her, her period that we don't really know her. Um, she seemed to have this this kind of bubble around her, if you will. You know what I mean? Like it's this bubble. Like I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to uh, put what you're saying into like real life terms about like her, her, and her person. Like it's, she's got this bubble around her, and if she can keep people on the outside of that bubble as a heel, exactly. I'm a hundred percent with what you're saying, and I think that's what they need to do because that's a real thing that she has this bubble. The bubble is. I don't think the bubble's intentional, but it's there. I don't know if she's shy or kind of a mean girl. I don't know. It's, it's you know, it's so ambiguous. I can't tell, but you can't have that as a baby face. You know what I'm saying? You got to be see-through, like you're saying. Like, it ain't working for her. It's got to be a very see-through gimmick when you're a baby face. But enough about her. Damn. Um, but I'll, I'll say this. She's talked about a lot because that's how important she actually is to this women's division. And how how they really need to hone in on what she has to do, lock it in, and get her going, you know. Uh, but okay, so we'll move to the main card with the Young Bucks and and uh, I'm still calling them LAX. I like that better than proud and powerful. It's just weird, whatever. But uh, you tell me from your perspective what you thought about that match. Um, I thought it was a good opener. Um, you can tell that surprisingly even the young bucks knew that it needed to be an opening an opening match and not their um semi main event main event matches where they do everything in the book uh they were a little toned down uh i thought it was a great match um i like i like was a problem problem powerful i really like that name i think that name is gonna grow on me i don't know why i just i'm hey i mean i'm one of the rare few that like the name but um, Santina and Ortiz, they're just picking up where they left off at and, uh, Impact, and they're just so good. And I thought it was the, the I thought the right team did go over. Uh, the Young Bucks don't need to win. Uh, you need to get no, Santino Ortiz. You need to get the uh, the inner circle over as much as possible. So you know, and I mean, you need to get them hated yeah. heels. I mean, heat. Um, yeah, I thought it was an awesome match. I mean, unfortunately, <laughs> Ricky Morton. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he, he, you know, he upstaged the match with his shenanigans in the ring. But uh, yeah, it was an awesome match, though. Nice. No, and, and you, no, I, I, I like, I like, uh, I like what happened. I liked all of it. That was even cool too. I will speak to the like how he upstaged him. I think the Bucks not getting stomped was a bad thing. Like. They didn't have to be a long stomping, but they could have at least got another move, maybe. And then maybe Rock and Roll Express could have, like, beat them, you know, uh, beat up the proud and powerful, uh, you know, somewhere else and not in the ring. But the Young Bucks have to exhort. They didn't really absorb that loss all that well. Like, they got up and they didn't get stomped out. They got saved. Fuck you. Fuck that. Like you said, 
get some real heat on the inner circle and get them going. Like Sammy Guevara has like one win, maybe. I don't know. I think the records are bullshit. I don't really want to look at them because when I look at their records and stats, it fucking infuriates me because it's all stupid. But anyway, <laughs> but, yeah, I think I, I actually like them except for the one of them triggered me. I can't remember which one triggered me, but other, <laughs> the other two, the other two were fine. I was like, oh, okay, I can kind of see where they're going with this. Yeah, see, see, that's the thing about those stats, though, man, because like we know better, but it and it has to always be pretty good. Like, there's not going to be a lot of wiggle room with the stats because it's like, hey, nah, that shouldn't be this. Like, we know that. Like, Sammy Guevara straight up shouldn't be undefeated. He should not be undefeated. He should have lost to Cody, right? And she had like another loss to like Heyman Page, but she only had like two losses. He should have like six wins, two losses. You know, see, I don't give a fuck no. who he should beat. Yeah. You know what the problem is with the not even the problem with the rankings. The thing about the rankings they have to always remember is that people are always watching. Everybody is watching that ranking. So after after their show or whenever they put it out Thursdays, Fridays, whenever they put out the rankings, I don't even know when the day they put it out. But they have to, they have to know people are going to look and say, "Oh, but why this, this, and this?" So they have to be able to say, well, this is the reason why this person is ranked here and there. Just like uh, college football, you know, you have to be able to back up. You have to be able to say, well, and you have to ride with it. Like, you can't have a top five and then this person who may be not even in the rankings get a title match. Somebody out that ranking, you know, so they got to be real smart about what they're doing with this. That that's gonna happen sometimes though. Like they can't do any hot shot booking. Which here's the thing: what if somebody gets really hot? Then you have to book. What if somebody's over as fuck, but they have the worst, you know, like the worst record, like one of not one of the worst records, but like a bad record. Their record doesn't reflect how over they are. As like Luchasaurus, like Luchasaurus. I think I, I think they maybe have like one win or something. But like let's think about Luchasaurus. If he was like uh, one in six. But every time he step in the fucking ring, he's over. What? I mean, you know, he and got, he had, he happened. Yeah. If they got hot, if somebody got hot, what they'll do? They'll take advantage of uh, they'll take a take advantage of AEW dark, so that they can pump up their rankings quicker. That's- yeah, and no, no, I I do like that. I, I I understand that too. But that's that that you know, like I, the only reason people won't give that sh- won't give them shit for that is because not everybody's watching it. So it's kind of some uh. Oh yeah, he he beat a bunch of people. It's like, oh okay, it's kind of like a, 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 you know, an amendment to something you already got. You know, like it's kind of like a footnote instead of you had to read the whole that whole book too. So it's that's kind of cheating. I, I understand that. I'm actually kind of okay with it, but it's kind of bullshit at the same time. No, I know it isn't. No, it yeah. isn't. So, but think about it like this: um, who who's ranked number one? LSU can go against uh, the school of. YTTT or whatever, yeah, and beat them down, but that win will still be they'll still be nine and zero and ten and zero. You get what I'm saying? So it's still yeah. there, but everybody's not gonna watch the watch it, but it still happened, right? But then, but then comes in strength of schedule. It's like so if he runs off, crazy part is he don't have ten people in there he could beat, which is crazy. Like I mean, he could himself personally, yes, but like he have to beat a bunch of ranked people just to get there instead of you being able to just fucking say. This dude, what happens when a new guy comes in there 
and he hadn't had a match yet. The dude's oh zero and zero. He can't get him a fucking match. He you have to wait like two months before his guy gets a record. That's you know he's got to win like he's got to be like twenty and zero or ten and zero. I don't know how this works, but like a guy has to be like ten and zero and come in and do some AEW dark work instead of just showing up and appearing and getting a match. Like, but if Finn Balor were to let's say Finn Balor in five years contracts done everything. He wants to pop up on AEW. He doesn't get a fucking t- he don't get a shot because his record's zero and zero. So that's I mean that's where I mean like the AEW dark stuff. I get I get what you're saying. And you're absolutely right. That's why I say it's kind of it's kind of cool. It's kind of all right that they can get away with it. But then it's also kind of bullshit because it's like, oh, so now you finna just throw 10 people under the fucking bus for him because you booked yourself into an automatic corner because nobody can get an automatic title shot for whatever fucking reason, right? Well, I don't. I mean, yeah. I just don't look. I don't look. I I don't look at it like that because I feel oh, like that you can you can put like you can put okay using your example if you put Finn Bell and he's zero zero and he comes there okay for the next uh four uh two uh, two matches on the main show he'll win let's say he beats uh Pac and Adam Page. Okay, well, we're gonna book him for after dark so he can beat Janella and Spears. Well, he's four and right. That four and still counts. You don't have to right. Like, and no, you're right. And then leading to a pay per view, you you cool because he's four and and he beat four, you know, four legitimate people. And at the same time, you just you just threw four of those motherfuckers right under the bus for him. Like we just, it's weird. It just makes you so it makes you hyper aware of where everyone else is. So if Finn Balor were to get hurt, like after the Universal Title picture, no, you you didn't even protect these other guys. Finn Balor had fucking beat him, and he and he just came in and beat four people. So yeah. none of those four people look as good as he do. But you're gonna have one of them challenge for the title or whatever. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you you threw him under the bus. You are you sacrificed them for him, and only one can be at that spot. You know, it's a ranking system, so everybody can't be at the same place. Yeah. You can't have one A and one B, is what I'm saying. It's a ranking system, but that's why I said they have to stick to the rank. No matter who walks in that door or signs a contract, as long if if they set the stage now is this is the ranking system. This is how title matches are happening. If you're not one through five, don't open your mouth. Don't say you know. Don't say oh right. this this this. It, it's all about what they're doing now because if let's say in uh what a month or so and. Oh, the revival is there all of a sudden. They can't come in there and say, oh, we want a title shot because we're the revival. No, you're going to do what everybody else here do, have matches and work until you can get your title match and yeah. get, a, get some type I, of thing. But that's I, that's on them. This this is the groundwork they have to lay. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I, I, am I, I mean, we have to sit back and watch it happen anyway. Um, it's not the worst thing in the world. I'll say that. It's not the worst thing in the world. Like it's something I'm willing to let slide, but I still see what's going on at the same time. But let's let's get back to this card. One more thing. Remember, one more thing. And remember, no matter what they say, eventually it's gonna be a pecking order. So it's gonna be a well, y'all are gonna have to you know, it's gonna be these guys are usually the ones to lose the matches. These are your mid-carters, and this is your top guys. No matter what they say, I don't care. It's gonna no, happen. no, you're right. You're right. And I'm, my only problem is that it's going to be kind of weird for Cinderella stories to happen because they don't they won't they'll happen less organically because we know they have to win a certain amount of matches to get to a certain spot. So it's, it's kind of weird. 
Like, you can see a Cinderella. Like, if Brandon Cutler ever becomes champion, I'm going to see that shit coming a mile, four or five miles away. Really? You know, because you he something. has to win. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be because <laughs> I don't care what happens. I'm never going to see that. And there's no knock <laughs> on him or anything. I just don't think that's something that's ever going to happen. Maybe no, you're match, right. But maybe a match, but you know, not nothing serious. No, no. But it can't happen either. You know what I'm saying? It can't because it's too. It's just ridiculous. It would be ridiculous. You know. Um. But it. I mean, no Marco stunt either. I mean that. But that makes him going over. You know, him damn near going over Phoenix and Pentagon pretty ridiculous. Like it just calls him. It it pulls back that curtain too much. That's you know that's something Wade all refer refers to. It pulls back the curtain a little bit too much. Just a little bit. I don't think it's the worst thing. I do like that it's that is a sports like thing. I just think that's too much sports like stuff in something predetermined is kayfabe inception and it's kind of weird. Like now I don't know what's going on at all because you just see, you know, like that's the the insane thing about that is I and you know. I know you you have a relationship with Wade and you know every, you know everybody on the torch stuff, but those guys, older guys especially, you know they know. I remember going getting the wrestling books, looking in the back of the books. We have a fucking ranking in the books. Like they've yeah. always had ranking in wrestling. You know I know it went away, but it's still something that can work because you always looked at it. The champion was on top. Your your intercontinental, your United States was like that number one person, and then it was everybody else under them, and it. It made sense. And for some reason, it went away. And now it's like, well, that's, you know, you, it, it, it's something that always, they're going to this predetermined thing. But it happened before. I know time has moved on. I know we've all gotten older. Yeah. I know we all, like, we, we know the game to a certain degree. But it's like, you still can do it if it's done right. And I'm not saying AEW is going to do it right. I'm not saying they're going right. to do it perfect. But it, at least they're not doing the bullshit that WWE tried with SmackDown. You had men, women, and tag teams in one top five. Yeah, that was weird. That was that was pretty weird. That was pretty weird. I mean, they they did attempt that. Um, I don't I don't think that one week it was good. Randy Orton had mentioned it. He kind of broke a fourth wall with it. Like he just broke all the kayfabe with it, and he did it justice, and it made sense. And then they got rid of it because he said something. I was like, actually, what he said is what. <laughs> should make it stand out and make it good. I, it was a while ago, so I don't remember. I know Jinder Mahal was champion shortly after that, but he was like, how the fuck am I ranked this or that? You know, and he was right because then shortly after, you know, um, like not too long in that same era, he got the championship and then Jinder Mahal beat him. So it might have been after he lost it. After No, I can't be. I don't know. I don't remember where it was, but yeah, it was a little odd. So like like you say, man, they got to do it right. I'm I'm gonna hold out hope that they do it right. I have to. I don't really have much of a choice because I understand if AEW were to fail, like they're wherever they are in five years is gonna mean a lot to everyone. Because if you got a five year contract right now and you in WWE or AEW, depending on who you are and how well you did, you're fucked. <laughs> if you if you sucked, like I don't think Brandon Cutler's getting a job anywhere. I'm be real with it, like. And it's not against him. It's like, like you say, it's a pecking order. And he, and like we laughed. You laughed. You laughed. You laughed. I brought it up. I said I never believe him as a Cinderella guy. You laughed him to scorn because it'll never happen. But that's that's bad if he were to come to WWE because 
if if AEW does bad and then you get and you the low guy on the totem pole, man, you gotta work for fucking peanuts, you know? So at least it could be like that. Let's hope it's not like that at all. But it could be bad. It could be really bad if AEW fails. But Riho and Emmy. I actually know how to say her name on like Jim Ross. I don't know if you caught that, but yeah. <laughs> Jim Ross could not <laughs> say <not>. Emmy. <laughs> it, it's it's Emmy Sakura. This is really the times where I just uh, I just I feel bad for him because he knows it and we know it that he's older now and he's not going to be what everybody remembers. So he's going to mess up on certain stuff and you can hear him trying to get it. And he, he I just know he's going to be like, fuck. <laughs> like, yeah, I say her name? I, he like, almost did say he was like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Excalibur saved him. Excalibur's yeah. growing yeah. on me. He really did well ushering him in that because he kind of kind of walked him through like, yeah, you know, like this, you know, you're an old school guy. I, I've watched these people. Let me let me introduce them to you for a little bit. Love that about him. I like that he's teaching Jr. stuff on air. It's it's, it's fucking great. It really he's, is. He's teaching him without stepping on his toes. So it's right. Like, okay, is this is fine. And that's a good sports-like thing. Like when uh, not everybody hates Joe Buck. I don't. I can't stand him either. But I don't hate him nearly as much as other people. But how he doesn't step on Troy Aikman's toes, you know? Like I, I like it's as much as we may hate those guys or hate Joe Buck um, or dislike them. They have a, a system and it really fucking works. You know, Joe Buck is a professional. A lot of people hate Michael Cole too, but Joe Buck. And Michael Cole are guys who are light years ahead of us in their profession. They just are. You know, uh, it's a lot of people who will never be a Joe Buck or a Michael Cole. And I, I like in, in, in but this is how you this is how you get there though. You know, it's caliber might end up being one of those, because that's how you get there. Not stepping on legends' toes, knowing your place, knowing where you are, knowing exactly where to be there. But um uh Jim Ross still called it fine, you know. I, I got I get sick of him talking about Riho's weight, but he still he still called a good match, you know. Um, but what what did you think about the match? I thought it was great. Uh, it's probably by far my favorite women's match. I mean, this is probably the match <laughs> that you know you have to look to now when you say what was the best women's match right now. Yep, this is it. Um, Rio Rio just plays the underdog so well. Um, she's just really good at it. Um, she's reminiscent of Rey Mysterio '96. Uh, 95 WCW Cruiserweight. Just, yeah. she's really good. Um, and is it Emmy or Emma? Emmy. Emmy, I thought she yeah. was, I thought she was good. But I, the only thing I think is the disconnect is, is that her character, you know, you, you know, she's doing it's the whole silly. thing. Yeah. It's <laughs> silly, but is it babyface or is it heel? Because she sometimes wrestles like a heel in the ring. But then she wants the we were a rock you chance and the crowd's like born her like, no, you're a heel. But if it's <laughs> yeah, I don't I actually don't know, bro. I guess I, I believe she's supposed to be a heel. Like I believe hope heartedly she's supposed to be a heel because she's re- she wrestles baby faces. She's opposite baby faces like all the time. And I you know, um so yeah, I but like yeah, I get what you're saying. Like her character's confusing as fuck. It's like you wrestle baby faces, but you are baby face, but you're a heel to them. Like, yeah. but I I just fans, go with the flow. I'm like, fuck it, okay. And that's what the fans do because eventually they'd be like, yeah. oh, okay, we will rock you. They go along with it, so it's like, uh, but it's like delayed. Yeah. They're like, 
what are you? A baby face, excuse me, a baby face of heel. So, yeah, but other than that, like I said, I thought yeah, it was I think this, this was um technical match of the night. You know, uh, the hardcore match was something completely different. I wouldn't put them in the same wheelhouse, but this was easily the best match of the night, easily. Um, and it's, it, it's not even a fucking contest um, to me. Uh, I, I, another, no match, because this, this match told a story. Speaking of stories, Cody was on a conference call, supposedly, and he, he supposedly said, well, he, he was, not supposedly. He supposedly said that you guys, I don't know if you guys know the history or whatever about this match. No. When the fuck did Cody ever tell you that uh, Emmy and Riho were uh, student and teacher, and, and they go back 13 years? And Did, did oh, they ever tell yeah. that fucking story to you? No. Did you see, um, I guess you, I had retweeted what Kenny Omega had uh yeah, I I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, and I'm just like, what? Like nigga, right, nigga, like so you telling me the best part of the show, really, like the best part of the women's division and the show should be this great story. That's 13 years. That's that predates AEW, right? And you didn't say a motherfucking word on TV about it. Fuck you guys for that. That's my beef with AEW in a nutshell. You ain't did a motherfucking thing for us. You talk, 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 and you didn't tell us the wrong. You didn't tell us the right things. You told us about what you want to do, who you want to be, as far as a company goes, and you ain't told us shit about these wrestlers. You didn't tell me shit about Britt Baker. You didn't tell me shit about Riho. You didn't tell me shit about Emmy. You, you ain't told me shit about those two. Like, not only did you not tell me about the uh, them individually, but you didn't tell me about their relationship together. So how the fuck are we supposed to know? That's that was a big problem with Full Gear to me. Like, I didn't. The Moxie Omega stuff, that seemed, that seemed like a culmination of something that they've been brewing for like 10 years, right? But they didn't give it nearly enough time to develop. I'm, and I mean, when I say time, I mean like promo. I, I don't even think Kenny said anything in ring about it. Like, did he say anything besides some stupid ass online video? Yeah, he just did the video. That was it. The like, fuck video. him. Like, bro, you didn't say nothing to us in the ring? You didn't just come out and say... Hey, I want to tell y'all a little something about me. I want to tell you a little something about John Moxley. I know who you are. I know where you came from. I would have straight up said that was Kenny Omega's money moment. He could have came out and dropped a promo and said, I know you, you John Moxley. I know you were never Dean Ambrose. I know you came from WWE, but you in my house. That's it. He shuts it down, right? Now we're looking at, okay, cool. He addressed that. He addressed we know something about Kenny. It's his house. He's the top dog. He thinks that. He knows who Dean Ambrose is. You know, like, just that, even if he had just said that and left it, then we got that. But that's the type of stuff that they could have did with the women's title match, and they didn't even do that. They didn't do it. You know, they didn't tell us shit about it. But it was, that, and that's, that's the crazy part and frustrating part about AEW. For as great as that match was, we knew nothing about it. And it was still that great. So that's a testament to them and shout out and props to them. You know, um, then we had, and I'm, I'm out of order. I'm going out of order. But we had a private party versus the Lucha Brothers versus SCU. What are your thoughts on that? Um, the match was fine. Um, I'm just becoming not a super fan of the, the whole triple threat matches, even tag and singles. I'm just kind of like over it. But it was a fine match. Uh, a, a nice 
needed win for the tag champs to, you know, to actually, you know, start their reign. So, yeah, I have no problem with it. I've become numb to all the flips of, flips of a private party. Like, they're the one-trick pony to me. Like, uh, a while ago, not too, not too, you know, fairly recently, I, I, I was on the verge of calling um, um, the Young Bucks spot monkeys. and Because uh, that came up. That would come up a lot. And I was like, well, they're not spot monkeys, but they, whatever the fuck's under that, they're definitely that, <laughs> you know? And um, they know that, and that's fine. You know, I, they're still one of the best tag teams in the world. And then for, for a while, they were the best tag team in the world, and that's no question about it. Um, but it's a way, they could, you saw the match they worked with the proud and the powerful, you know? It wasn't a whole bunch of fucking flips. There were some, but they told a story on their feet in that ring, you know? Yeah, and that's what and and that used to be the knock on them. And I don't think people remember before they left Ring of Honor, they made I don't know if it was a conscious effort or something. They just was like, you know what, fuck everybody, let's show them. But they literally were telling matches in the ring. They were telling, I mean, excuse me, they were telling stories in the stories yeah. in the matches. And I thought that was some of their best work. And they did it again, and it showed them that no, we can tell a story. Y'all just you know particularly. You know, we just, I guess we like to do our thing or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, it, they got away from it. I mean, I, I, I've i seen, like, I've seen their matches. They just got away from it because, I mean, you pumping out T-shirts, you pumping out merchandise, you part of something crazy, and you you get a little trendy. You do. It is. You know, like, there's a lot of trendy shit in WWE. It happens. I'm not mad at them for that. I perfect. Did it, but like, too, if I'm yeah. traveling most of the year going against the Lucha Bros, what the fuck do y'all want me to do? What do <laughs> I have? No, well, what I'm talking about way before them. Like, I'm, I'm fine. I know what you're yeah. saying, but I'm just talking about like how I've noticed, like in a year, and even when they were just doing the spot shows, where people would be like, "Well, all they do is flippity doos," and blah 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 yeah. blah. I'm just like, yeah. But if you've been looking, and they've been going to battle with the Lucha Bros for a minute now, and those are the type of matches yeah. they're having. I understand people's beef with the Young Bucks. I get it. I really do. When somebody tells me. I don't like the Young Bucks. I don't know what you already is. know. <laughs> yeah, I, it's cool. I can deal with that. But for their in ring work, nah, man, they do what they do. They they're they're a top five in the world tag team, and they're very clean. They're a very clean tag team. Yeah, and you gotta say that they're clean because uh, um, the Usos are great. They're not always as crisp and clean as they should be. You know, not always. And they, I would I would say that it's definitely a a a not a notch below, but like I could tell the inconsistencies in both of what they do, you know. And uh, it's just the Young Bucks are the the biggest tag team. They're, they're the tag team that re- that's responsible for setting the bar and telling all of the stories in AEW, like literally. So it's on them to do it now. They cannot wrestle that private party style. They yeah. could, and that's what people want, but they can't do that. And the reason they can't do that because private parties doing it. And they don't tell a fucking story for shit. Private what the party, fuck did they tell? Yeah. Private party is is they are the Young Bucks um, and PWG. And yes. I remember I'm talking about when the, when the Young Bucks were a thing, but they really weren't a thing. And I used to always watch their matches. That's what private party is right now. And I think them being young and with more time around other teams, they can only get better. 
So I'm not gonna beat them up yeah. too bad for you know what it is they do right now. But they just have to remember to uh, grow and learn, and you know, grow out of that because that can only last for so long, and it can lead you down a bad mm-hmm. road for injuries and stuff like that. So you don't want to always lean on your, you know, your your showy and hot shot moves yeah. and your flippy dudes and all that shit. It, it yeah, they got they 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 got to learn how to tell a story, but they they have to start telling it. I shouldn't say learn how to. Because I don't know if they know how to or not. I'm pretty sure they do. But if they don't, we'll fucking see. They need to start telling stories. Like, I think they were fine in that match with the Young Bucks. But that's because the Young Bucks told that story for them. You know what I'm saying? They carried the fuck out of them in that match. And now, I've seen seen Private Party, you know, twice in person. How many different matches did I see? (laughs) One. You know, saying like I didn't see any different matches. Yeah. I saw Young Bucks twice. I saw two different matches. You see what I'm saying? Like, sure, it had two different outcomes, but like my point is, I saw a fucking story, and they wrestled the Lucha Brothers twice. And this is kind of crazy that I saw them wrestle them niggas twice. But like, you know, I saw they wrestled the Lucha Bros twice. They double or nothing, and then all out. Those were great matches, and they told that story, man. You know, you could say that you know, all out was more of a high spot sort of thing, you know, where all they do is flippity dudes and coming off of ladders and stuff, but there was a story they had to tell there, and they had been telling that story you know, a long time, and like you say what else are you supposed to do when you you know, you got this deep rivalry with the Lucha Bros, how else are you supposed to wrestle, you know, that's that's the story they had been telling all 2019, and I I, def- I definitely appreciate that, you know, but I don't appreciate that private party brings nothing to the table on the story side, but that's an AEW problem. Maybe not a them problem. It's their problem, but it's a company problem, you know. Because um, I see it out of SCU. They tell a story. I think they're weak ass champions, though. What do you think about their champion? Uh, their not their reign, but like them being champions. Um, I don't think it's supposed to be Scorpio Sky there. I think it's supposed to be Daniels and um. Kazarian, um, they're fine. I mean, they're fine. I'd rather see Scorpio Scott doing single stuff, just because I think I it's, think he I, will be. Yeah, I, I, if if what I'm hoping is they like have the New Day rules or the Demolition rules or whatever you want to call the Freebird rules, where yeah. you know anybody can defend the championship and Scorpio Scott kind of just distance himself and start going for singles. Uh, yeah. Right now, they're fine. They're fine. I, I don't know. I, I think somebody's got to have the belts, but I think the crowd's so in love with Lucha Bros and Pentagon because, you know, they came off of singles runs, you know, like Phoenix, was, Kenny Omega just beat uh, Phoenix for a damn championship, you know? Um, so, you know, and, and Pentagon, he was Impact champion. Like, he kind of set shit off for Impact going forward. Not just him, but, like, there was some other people, Austin Aries and stuff like that, Brian Cage. Sammy Callahan, a lot of these guys were holding it down, but they were the chain of events and impact that made the Lutra Bros huge. You know, like I saw, I saw Pentagon Jr. wrestle. Um, I saw him wrestle when he was Impact Champion. Unfortunately, he didn't come to the ring with that motherfucker. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just dope to see how that had swept everybody. And I think that 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 new car smell is still on them, and people want to see them champ. Like that's what I get. I they get a bigger crowd reaction than SCU when it comes to near falls and stuff. And that's very telling 
of where they are with it. But I mean, but like it's 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 fine that SEU the champs right now. It's 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 fine. I would have went with the Lucha Bros, and I would have let SEU lead up to something. But whatever. I mean, it is what it is. It's not it's not that bad as long as it's not fucking Young Bucks or a private party. It could have been Jurassic Express. I would have been fine. Uh, but so we're gonna move on to Joey Janela and Sean Spears. Um, this match didn't hit. <laughs> it was very spotty, and you could tell by the crowd. The crowd was halfway into it, and yeah. that's just because nobody watched Dark. Nobody yes. knew what was going on. Um, I think there's an avenue. There, there's something there with Joy Janella, and I'm not sure. But I know where he would be. Where he would be positioned. I just don't know if they know how to translate what he has onto Dynamite TV and to get him over like I think he should be. Um, Spears, I just think he's been he's 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 been mucked up so much that it's like nobody cares. Yeah, when you get eliminated from a, a Royal Rumble or I'm sorry, Casino or whatever the fuck, a Battle Royale. By someone who did nothing for 15 straight minutes? Yeah, you're nothing. You're nothing. That, that's how it is. You know, I mean, I mean he might as well have been a random robot arm that swept his ass out of there. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was more, the more of the Cody loss, because it was like he lost and then yes. it was just over. It was it. It was like he didn't come back. He didn't do anything else. Right, what it, kind of bitch ass shit is that? You didn't even say nothing to this nigga after he beat your ass. Yeah, it was just over with. <laughs> huh? That's it. Yeah. And I think people just kind of like, just say, okay, well, you know, we can go. Because they were they right there weak. with him. After he hit him with that chair, the fans were yep. right. They were willing to take that ride. Just like, I was there, bro. Just like the whole MGF thing. That people are ready to take this ride with MJF. Now, it's the same thing that happened with Spears, but now it's like, well, you lost. So they were just over it. Cody was over yeah. it. And he was over it. And it was just like, oh, well, the fans were over it. And I don't know how you try to recapture what that moment was and what he had because they were buzzing. Yeah. And, I'm not, and a lot of it was with the buzzing because of older chair shot to the head and blah, blah, blah. But it's still, his his character still made that impact and you were waiting for something yeah. something more, something big because he had pretty much, with that one chair shot, he had pretty much shook away all that 10, 10, 10 nonsense. He was a new man, a new person yeah. in a new yeah. company. And it's just like now, it's just like, well... There's Sean Spears sitting on a chair. Oh, he coming out. Cool music. <laughs> right? Yeah, you yeah. know, uh, it, it did something for me. It, when he had that match, you know, it, it did something for me. You know, I liked that. It was it was real cool to see him come out. I was like, okay, cool. This guy's serious. He's going to beat Cody. <laughs> no. No, he's not going to beat him. He's fucking lost. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, um, this that sucks for him because he was the guy. Not John Moxley because we'd already seen him compete. Right, we'd already seen them compete outside of that, uh, and outside of WWE, we hadn't seen Sean Spears compete outside of WWE, and we was like, "Hey, if this guy blows up, if he does it, then WWE's got to watch their back because they're talented enough they can get over somewhere else." And he didn't even come close to getting over, you know, because he lost. And it's like, oh well, I guess this is what every guy from WWE that's a mid carder will do. You know, and, and you know who that really hurt the most? Not even him. Didn't even hurt him the most. You know who it hurt the most? Take a wild guess. Mm, Jake know. Hager. Jake Hager. 
because he's an ex-WWE guy, mid-carder. And now, so when he come out, it's like, ah, okay, another WWE mid-card guy. And so your automatic response is to go, well, you know, Sean Spears is here too, and he didn't do shit. You know, yes, Jake Hager's a different guy. He's MMA and stuff like that. But man, Twitter was just full of, oh, he's a WWE mid-carder. And that's, that's AEW's booking's fault, not Sean Spears' fault. I want to put that out there for when people start to go listen to shit. When I have a shitload of people listening to it, people are like, you said Sean Spears won shit. No, I didn't. Maybe I did somewhere else. I don't know. But <laughs> I'm saying it's not his fault, you know. But, uh, you know, and I, and I hate to be this guy, and I'm definitely going to say it. And, it. and this is just how it is. Joy Janela looks like shit. He's not a very, um, he's not, he don't look like a wrestler. You know what I mean? Like, do we need a six pack? No, Kevin Owens don't have one. But do we need to look like a fucking wrestler? Yes. He doesn't look right. He needs to change his gear or something. He needs something that transforms him into this badass, the bad boy. You know who stole his gimmick straight up? And buried the fuck out of him on that show, Kip Saban. And then he took Penelope Ford and said, "Why be bad when you can be super bad?" Who the fuck is Joey Janela now? He just he took his whole shit with one promo. He took his bitch and everything. Now what is he gonna do? Uh, I, I my only pushback to stuff like that is, I mean, was Mick did Mick Foley like a wrestler? No. Mick Foley didn't look nothing like a wrestler. Even when he was Cactus yeah. Jack, he just looked like some guy that put on his outfit. And but my thing about Janela is it's 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 something there. It's something that you know. I'm not gonna say it factor or none of that nonsense because I'm just not gonna say that. What I'm saying is it's something you haven't seen before. Yeah, that's definitely what it is. You haven't seen. No, I've seen before. it. I know what you're talking about. I've seen it. I, I it, like I like Joey Janela. I hung, yeah, yeah. hung out with and him. He's cool. It's you see it on the independence, but it's just something that and, and maybe it just can't get over on the mainstream. But it's something that maybe AEW has to do and they have to showcase more of these wrestlers. They have to not be afraid to um give them a out. mic. Yeah, you you can't be you you can't be afraid to have them strike out. If somebody gets up there and fumbles the bag on the microphone, okay, shake it off and get the next person ready. You have to get these people reps, and I'm sure they having like maybe promo classes in the back, just like NXT would or something else. Are you sure? I mean, at this point, I have to be because why isn't I why ain't seen the, not one somebody? of them niggas do it? Super bad did it. He, you know, like Kip Saban. Oh. I'm on board now. I'm, I'm on board because he dropped one fucking promo. That's what I I'm mean. Saying. Yeah. How how well you know? It's a reason why these guys can get a mic in the independence, and you've heard pretty much all of them speak before. It's not like they mute, but now nobody wants to put a microphone in their hand. You don't think it's something backstage just saying Art Anderson or whoever it may be uh, saying, "Hey, we gotta you know work on these promos. We gotta clean them up." We're not trying to write them for y'all, but we're trying to get you ready or something. I don't yeah. know. It's just but it's sink or swim. Now you're on TV. If that dude's a bad promo, what you gonna do? Roman Reigns them and just have somebody interrupt them all the time? Oh wait, that's what they do. It's crazy. Like you gotta have a guy cut a promo. I mean, Stone Cold wasn't the best wrestler on the planet. He really wasn't. Like I'm just saying. Like I'm not saying he was bad at all, but his in ring, 
you know, he didn't have a ton of off. He'd be the first one to tell you. In fact, he's on record saying like, I think it was on um, back, uh, it was on his show, bro, uh, not Broken Skull, but it was um on his show. He had Becky Lynch on there. He was like, I didn't have a ton of offense. I had a few moves, but everything I did, I was good at it. You know what I'm saying? And I and I and I, I know when to do it and when not to do it. You know, and 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 but his promos were solid. He get he had a broke what? Whether he had the broken neck or the knee or whatever, and he he didn't wrestle for what like uh damn near a year, and it was just him doing all this stuff to Vince. You got to be that good. You got to be that good. A lot of people these days do not do anything close to that. And they're not and and we can talk about scripting and 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 people holding them back and all this other shit. I'm gonna be real with you. They're just not that good. I'm not saying they got to be as good as Stone Cold, but they 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 not even in the same tier. You know, like there was the Rock and Stone Cold, then there was Triple H, right? Like there were people no, underneath them. That, there was no, there wasn't Triple H. <laughs> don't don't ever do that again. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, underneath, <laughs> underneath was Triple H. I, I was not even gonna say he was underneath. Triple H was no, like, he was, but he was the tier underneath. He was Intercontinental Champion, and like, look at where he is. Like he yeah. literally was there. Yeah, he was he had there. the beef with the Rock. In the in the uh, DX and the um um the Nation of Domination, okay. I think that okay. that ladder match, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll count. I'll, I'm gonna counter that. Yes. Do we ever say Jason Jason Witten is the best tight end? Do we ever say that? Has any? Have you already heard somebody say, "Oh, Jason Witten is one of the best tight end"? No, he was just consistent, yeah. and that's why I feel about Triple H. He was consistent when everybody got hurt. He could be God bless him. Two thousand one to two thousand two, he was like LeBron James out there. Right, it, but you got to be at a certain tier to even do that, though. You see what I'm saying? You got to be at a certain tier yeah, to do he that. Said it, he was at I'm a not, certain tier. Wait a minute. Yeah. I'm gonna, did I get my years wrong? 99 or 2000? Whatever. I know, I know what you mean. I know he, what you mean. He had that one year where he was like, he had to be the man. He was really good, and Mick Foley helped him get over because those are the matches that he needed to have so that people could take him as a serious champion. He was great. But then when you put him against everybody else and you start naming the wrestlers, Triple H's name gets lower and lower as as we go that's what i saw no, and that's fine that's fine i was just talking about at that tier at that moment if something like you know if stone cold got hurt if the rock got hurt there was a guy who could pick up that ball and he could score you know what i'm saying like he, he was the next the next man up they don't have that next man up mentality they don't have next you got to see who your next man up is yeah because if somebody get hurt you know who is your, who is their next man up it's too early to say because yeah. like what I'm saying, okay, what I'm looking at right now is you've just finished your first pay-per-view after you, right. you know, been on TV for six weeks, right? So now these stories, you have places to go. Now there's no excuse for anything because you can go this way with a storyline or you can go that way. Everybody that was on the card should have somewhere they should be able to go as far as a story. Everybody. Now... Now you're going to start seeing what other people can do because now you're going to, some of these people aren't going to be matched up no more. You go to the next person in the next story, somebody who may have been sitting down for four weeks. So we still don't know. We know who the top guys are, but we don't know who can Who's get in like, the next tier. Yeah, we just don't. It's We need more. We need I more. I think Kip Saban might be after, he, after one promo. But I went, he didn't now, do that in front that of that one so. promo. He he cut a promo right. um before that, and it was it was really good. And I was just like, on dark or what? I think it was dark. No. Was he on the, uh, I think I know which one you were talking about. Um, he was by something. Yeah. I was like, oh, this guy's he's really good. 
Yeah, you know what? He did drop another one before that. You're right. That's why he sticks out in the mind so much further than everyone else. So I'm just like, okay, so we know he can talk, and and we know he can wrestle. Yeah, we all know he can wrestle. Okay, put a pin in him. Now let's see who else we got. But what I got a feeling is, you know what we're going to get? Oh, Kenny Omega, here's a microphone. Talk about your loss. See, and we should have been had Kenny talking on the microphone. Yeah, about his losses, too. About his fucking losses to let to to get people invested in this. So when he loses again, we go, oh shit, he lost again. We got to hear where he's gonna go now. They didn't even do that, I, but like, I mean, yeah. not to not to because I know we gotta keep going, but uh, they have to. Open. This 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 week's show has to start with MJF in the ring, right? It does, and, and you know, um, <laughs> in the we, ring with we, the we, microphone. We'll try to blow through these. I'll, I'll just I'll just say real quick about the Joy Janela thing. Like I'm not I don't want to be on a Vincent Man body fetish shit where you got to look like John Cena or a supermodel or something like that. What I mean is like you brought up Cactus Jack and Mankind. Mankind had the mask. He had a certain look. He had a look that was that defined what he was gonna do, who he was. Cactus Jack had the you know the flannel shirt on. You know what I'm saying? He had the picture, the wanted. George Janela needs something like that. He needs something to dis- even the dude love character. He needs something that distinguishes him from everyone else and ties into his character. You know, yeah, I'll be real too. His body type doesn't look right, but at least if Kevin Owens is the body type they want, and I think for if I'm not mistaken, he always wants to wrestle in shirts because that's what he likes and got shit to do with his body. He just don't like wrestling with his shirt off. You know, uh, which I wouldn't wrestle my shirt off either. I look decent, but fuck that. You ain't going to scratch my body up. You know what I'm saying? Like, the Hardys wrestled uh, in shirts. They're I, whole, almost yeah, I never had an issue with him wrestling in his shirt. You know, maybe Vince yeah. did. It, I mean, maybe Joey Janela needs something like that. Because, you know, like, Kevin Owens, Mankind, wrestled in there. The shirt adds, it does add a dimension to you. The Hardy Boys had distinctive shirts on. So does Kevin Owens. That adds a dimension. You know, I mean... It, the, the the vest that Roman Reigns has, we all hate it, but it adds something to him. It adds a dimension. Maybe he needs to do something like that. He doesn't have a body type that's great as far as if I put him next to Kenny Omega, ew. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or like it's it's it, but but in terms of not like, like where's his muscles? He he doesn't look muscular or anything like that. You see what I'm saying? He's like, like he's like a young buck. Say but yeah, okay. I had not got you, but the young bucks have a flash and flare to them with the bell bottoms and the headbands and stuff that that they look like young bucks. They 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 stand out. He doesn't. He's got these colorful. He looks indie. He looks indie. He needs to look big league. I'll oh, just say that. Boy. Uh, keep going, Jim Cornette. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not with the mu- not just with the muscles and stuff. Like I said, you don't have to be fucking, you know, Chris Masters. You know, that's not what I care about. I care that your look looks this, you know. Distinguished no, and defined. That's what I mean. Because Kane, Kane had a fucking bodysuit on with one arm out. You see what I'm saying? Like, and Kane was great. So it's not. It's not about that. Yeah. You know, I got, I got okay. You. Yeah. I, I just want you. I don't want you to think that I'm harping on the way he looks because it, it, I, I'm doing it because he needs to make himself look different from others. Make himself stand out. Some goggles. Like James Worthy or something. I, mean, I don't he know. He looks different <laughs> before when you see that his, you know his splash picture show up. You're like, oh, who the fuck is this? So it's well, like, yeah. wow. But it don't translate in the ring, is what I mean. Like it, it, it and, and in his wrestling, 
Yeah, when it comes out, it kind of changes. So I can. Yeah, it washes out. It wa- It just washes out, and it's it's like ah, well, he needs something. Maybe he needs dope ass boots or something like that. Like you know who stands out more than him? Alex Wright, the German Alex Wright, and crazy ass dancer. I mean, I'm not saying he needs to do that, but like I remember, I don't remember. Oh, Alex Wright was this huge, strong guy. Like that's why they picked him. I remember his dumb ass dancing though. <laughs> and, it's, and, it, and it's accent you know what I'm saying yeah. so like I mean, you can look great but like you you gonna whatever stands out about you is gonna be different but so Hangman Pac uh, I, I like this match um, it was good for them it was I wanna say this match is what they should do more of this is how people should look I think this was the bar that everybody needs to expire to every single person in the back except Riho and, and Emmy because they you know there was a better match than that but uh, they're fine everybody else they need to take I hope they took really good notes Sean Spears uh, Joy Janela everyone no bullshit even Cody Jericho been around the block but he could have took a, he could have learned a thing or two from that match as well uh, that's how good that's how well paced that match was I did want a little bit more grit to it but. Seeing how we had a hardcore match with all of the grit in it, I see why it wasn't as gritty. But they still did some some great stuff, like that the chair spot where he like did a brain buster on the chair. You know that, that was that was great. Yeah, I like I like what I saw in that match. What about you? Uh, another good to great match. Um, I think this is a match that uh, Hangman Adam Page definitely needed uh, for his character for his story continuing and um. Yeah. AEW, uh, this pop, this bat, this loss really doesn't hurt Pac, um, because we always know he can always come back just rabid and like, I want my win back. They can go to a rubber match. They can go a lot of ways with this. Um, but yeah, uh, if if Rio had the number one match, this is probably number two or three. Top is yeah. in the top three. We can the John Moxley and um. The John Moxley and Kenny Omega matches in a it's in a different. I'm not, I'm, I'm not ranking them on the show. They're just in a different category altogether, and I think that's fair because um, we'll get to why I think that. But um, let's move straight on to because uh, I don't I don't want to overanalyze that match. It was just, it really was just really good. It was great. Like it was, I think it was the second best match on the show. Uh, uh, let's move on to Cody and Jericho. You might not like this, but it was everything I thought it was going to be. Slow as fuck. And there were two things that happened in that match that were memorable. Everything else was trash. Yep, I said it. Trash in a trash in a in terms of I could just trim off the fat and take what I need. You know, and most of it was fatty. You know, it was all fluff and filler. He busted his head. Okay. Cool spot, I guess. You know, uh, you got the internet buzzing and talking. You need to stop doing shit like that. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm done with it. I'm done with it. Don't, I don't want to see him bleeding his matches, and I don't want to see him. Uh, I, I don't want to do. I don't see him bleed or anyone else bleed. Impress me in the fucking ring. Stop it. Stop having thirty minute fucking filler matches where you're telling this long ass story. Fuck you. Sick it after him. And it's crazy because I started on the highest of all horses way before AEW started about Cody. And now he's it's just it's going down when you, you know, it's nowhere to go up but down from here where from where he started. 
Jericho, you know, of course he did his thing. Cody did his thing. It's not that they're bad wrestlers. Don't get me wrong. I am stacking this up against other shit. It's not like I'm saying, oh, that match wasn't wrestled well and stuff like that. What I'm saying is the rest of that part, the rest of the match I could have fell asleep on. Except when he was getting stumped on, you know, when he was getting stumped on, that's when my attention uh, came back. When 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 Jericho had him in the walls and he started stumping on his head, I was like, okay, shit, maybe he'll give up. And then that's when I saw this giant fucking beach towel that MJF had. Like, how big was that fucking white towel, bro? It was huge. Anyway, I mean, I know I know it was gonna be like a doily or a handkerchief, but nigga, how big was this ch- towel? But anyway, he threw that in. And then we got what we got. Now, I wasn't a fan of the turn immediate either. I liked that he turned. I thought it could have been done better. I thought it could have been waited on like a week. And then we just have some ambiguity to it. Like, oh, well, well, we don't know what's going on. It's a mystery. Maybe he turned. Maybe he didn't. But, he, you know, he shows up on TV. Then he kicks him in the nuts. You know, I think I think they could have got so much more out of it. But they they spent a lot to do this here and now. Uh, but I, I am not I am not against the turn, obviously. I was, I've been waiting on it. I just wish it would have happened earlier or later. Uh, I, I don't think it should have happened because we already got the crazy finish, right? And then you got this crazy finish that you didn't let breathe, and then you throw a heel turn right on top of the shit. It seemed like WWE shit because they can't, can't ever help themselves and let something breathe. They got to do something right away. But that's my take on it. What do you think about the match and the turn? Uh, the match um, was the best story, you know, as far as telling the story, because you had uh, Cody coming in, you know, he put all his stacks, he stacked himself in a corner, and you know, you know, all this. If I don't win, I'm not going against going for the title no more. Which you know they can wiggle themselves out of now because of the way, yeah. Uh, which was smart. Which is smart because right now, you know, he is either one A or one B. Um, so I didn't really have a problem with the match. I really didn't have a problem with anything because I felt like if MJF was going to turn, it needed to be now because this is the, you know, what, at what better time you cost this man the match. Now he can't, you know, get a title shot anymore because of you. Yeah. But I felt that I, I I'm with you here. Maybe they should have left it in the air. Maybe they should just had Cody walk away from him. And he came out, you know, uh, on Dynamite and was like, you know, Cody won't return my calls. Please, right. Cody, I just want to talk to you. And they could have did it Wednesday. But I don't think it would have got what it needed to get. Because I think the reality of it was, we all, it, it was the elephant, elephant in the room that we all saw and knew was coming. And we were already all waiting for it. So right. they ain't got it out the way. Because how long are you going to do the, well, I'm a jerk, but I'm not a jerk to Cody. But fuck you, Young Bucks. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, no, no, you're right. For so long. So I just felt like, okay. I think go, they I'm, did it too long in general, to be honest. I think it was always too long. I was like, well, damn. Like, it's just, they just, court, they, they, they telegraphed the entire fucking thing. And I was like, damn, you know, like, they show their hands so much so often so frequently and then it happens and you don't have any like when it happened it was like oh well yeah of course he turns like why the fuck else would he even come out with you like god damn 
could could he have run from the back instead of coming out with Cody? Like, God damn, you just told me he's gonna turn on Cody. That he's gonna screw Cody and possibly turn on him. That's that's all I was thinking about when he came out with him. And I wasn't thinking, oh, that's his friend. Like they didn't make me believe that enough. They could have if they had held held off a day. They could have made me believe that maybe MJF ain't turning right now. They could have made me believe that, but like that's the thing. They're not they're not telling their storytelling is piss poor at best. Because they done is non-existent. And and yes, they're a young company. And now it truly starts. All the bitching and moaning that I may have been doing about them, it really starts Wednesday. I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. What? I think it did tell the story. See, and this is I, the problem. Yeah. This is the problem. This is the same thing. This is the same issues that uh, somebody like Marvel used to have. Well, I got I got shows on Hulu. Now I got shows on ABC. But I got movies that got they got to all, all all be in one sync whole thing because I can't have the Agents of Shields talking about uh, uh life without Captain America. But you know, fucking um, the Runaways talking about oh Captain America was running around. See, and you got yeah. all these places you can watch different things. You remember you had the Road to, uh, you had uh, then you had Dynamite, then you had this, and you saw certain things where M- M- MJF would be a dick or would be the oh I'm Cody's best friend, but you yeah. only saw the sprinkle on Dynamite. But that's your main show, so it should have been shown there on more. And what you expected was that everybody that's been with you for the six weeks and before has seen all that. Everybody in that arena last night was supposed to see everything that MJF was and did, even all the way to the all-ins. But and, and, and reality I, is that, the reality is that's not how it happened. A lot of those people didn't see anything. I'm, I'm okay. I, I understand what you're saying. And um, I don't believe it, the, the story was told, but like if you, if you <laughs> imagine buying a book, right? Let's say you buy a book online. You got a Kindle for whatever reason, because I don't know who the fuck has Kindles anymore. But <laughs> let's say you had a Kindle, right? And and you buy a full book on there, and it's got pages missing. And they say, oh, well, you got to go to you got to go to this website to download the, these pages, like pages. Uh, I don't know, like twenty. Let's say it's a two hundred page book, and you got to download fifty fucking pages from another website. Every fifty pages, you got to download another. 10 or 20 pages just to get more of the story. Are you okay with that? Absolutely not. You said absolutely? Absolutely not. Oh, I was like, get the fuck off my podcast. Yeah. No, I was hurt. I was like, okay, you gotta go, Jeff. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Like, like what you're saying is, like, what you were saying is, like, it's gotta be, you could tell that story, but it, when, it, when that story's being told over here and over there, it's not going to translate because it's it doesn't look like one cohesive thing, you know. At the end, to all those who've seen it, yeah, but like if I missed a part, then I missed a part. And yes, I did miss parts. I got where they were going with the story. I was still invested. It's just that even even with me being invested, even if I had seen all of it, I wanted it to be stretched out or shortened. Is what I'm saying. Um, but, 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 but we're splitting hairs. The match did what it was supposed to do. So did the heel turn. 
I don't want people, I won't give people the wrong impression that it was all garbage. No, 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 not at all. What I'm saying is when I say the match was trash, in, in terms of what it could have been, yes. It it was a lot of filler and it wasn't a lot of it, it wasn't a lot of what it could have been. You know, I, I'm not saying there's gotta be a goddamn masterpiece, but leading into this is why that match should have been better. Because the match John Moxley and Kenny Omega had overshadowed the entire fucking show. The entire show, in my opinion. I don't know if it was like that for you. Was it like that for you? Um, I get what you're saying. Um, but there's there's a there's a sense of it's just one of those poly, polarizing matches. That's why yeah. I overshadow it because you either liked it or you didn't, and it's just a really big noise. It's just noise about that match. It's more noise about that match than it is about the heel turn and stuff like that. But see, the, that's the, the thing is, it's not about. It's all for the wrong reasons for for the for the whole Omega and uh, yeah because it's all for the wrong reasons right now. That's why the noise is going right now, and we'll but get I, to that. Yeah, I, I think I think it takes a lot away from it, though. You know, like if it takes away from the show, it takes away. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't matter why it takes away or how it takes away. It's not, you know, like it. I thought the match was great. I thought it was uh, shit. Uh, probably match of the year candidate, to be honest. If you want to call it a match, some people won't call it a match. They won't put that garbage style, what they call it, that garbage style wrestling in there. I mean, but whatever, to each his own. I would put it as a match of the year candidate per, quite easily. Now, and the reason I say that is because there's a lot of shit they did in there. They did tell a story about how hardcore each one of them can be. I actually got a fucking story out of it, you know? And that's a big, big deal because they damn sure didn't say anything except the one video Kenny had, you know? And Masu said a couple of things here and there. But cool, whatever. They want to start their rivalry like this. Great. I do want them to settle it with a great wrestling match, too. But Absolutely. <clears throat> Absolutely. I definitely want to see that. But if this is where it starts, I'm all for that. This is great. They told how they told the story about how fucking intense they can be and where they in their minds, where they are in this business. That's the story they told us. Like they're at the fucking top. And then that's why they stole the entire show. But the one thing they did in that match that took away from even what they were doing was the spider web spot where it had the, you know, the, the barbed wire and they landed on it. Mm -hmm. Now, that was a big spot and the match should have just ended right there. It should have. Could have. I actually liked that it didn't end right there. I thought it should have ended pretty goddamn quickly afterwards. It didn't. But that happened, and they got up. I was like, hell yeah, get up and whoop his ass some more. And he did. But, like, when they got up, what was missing? The blood that should have been all over their backs. I don't know what kind of fucking plastic barbed wire they use. But, and I, I'm not saying I wanted to see lacerations that were going the, the entire length of their back. I'm saying, where the fuck was the blood? Like, I just know it should have been there, and I didn't see a lot of it. When they were doing, they were scooting across the glass. I saw it there, but I didn't see a lot of blood or any blood. Actually, I even asked my wife. I said, "Do you see any blood on that?" 
Because she didn't want to watch it. I'm like, but they're not even fucking bleeding. And I didn't make her watch it. I had it on the laptop, you know. <laughs> but, but, you know, she's like, oh, is that Barbara? I'm like, yeah. And then they, they did it. I was like, yeah, that's a great spot. And then they get up. I'm like, what the fuck? John Moxley is actually getting up. You know, because, you know, you got to be really careful with that or you'll slice everything up. But John Moxley was getting up on his own. I'm not saying it was fake barbed wire, but maybe it was plastic barbed wire. I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't do it whether it was plastic or styrofoam. I don't give a fuck. Like, I, I wouldn't do it either way. But what, what's your take on the, the, the ECW style match that they had? Oh, boy. And I was going to. I'm going to try to, because I really don't have the words that I'm trying to say, so this is going to be a little more simplified, what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I think that the teenage, the teenage, the teenager in me enjoyed the match. The teenager that saw ECW and, you know, that's, that's what he knew and that's what he loved. Yeah. The older me, uh, it was a fine match, but I'm just not into those matches anymore. Like those matches don't move yeah. me. Um, and I felt more than anything that, like I tweeted, the optics were bad for Omega to get pinned again. I don't care how, I don't care what. I don't, I don't care about the little loophole about oh, this lights out. Uh, the match doesn't yeah. count on your record. The optics of Omega getting picked, uh, pent again. If I'm a newcomer uh, coming in in the six weeks, I say, hey, he's good. He's good in the ring, but I still don't see what's so great about him. I think yeah. that uh, Moxley could have took this win and he could have took this loss and it wouldn't have hurt him either way. It would not have hurt his character in no way, shape, or form. So that either has me believing that he's going to be the next one to get a title shot. Um... And it's hard to say that because of how they left this match. Because it, it I, oh, even this. Hey, how about we both just get knocked out and we can't compete? How about we get trapped in this this bed of wire? Yes, that's what we, I thought was going to happen, and, and I was fine ended. with that. The match should have ended there. That's why I mean, I should have and could have. I because. like that they had the re, the resilience to get up, though. I thought that was great. That a great a big spot that's meant to end the match. They didn't end on that. I love that. But then they kept going so far. And I'm like, well, yeah. now you just spent up all your damn credit. Yeah, they don't I, have any more credit left. You got out of the bed to do a V-trigger inside of this, whatever that thing was, they went into. And I'm just like, okay, yeah. the match should be over now. Okay, just right. have, it, have it be that you both both uh, opponents can't, they can't go no more. It's over. Because Moxley can, even when they say that in the match, Moxley can get up walking away and it's like you didn't get up and walk away. You had to be helped out. I won that match. Right. I don't care what they say. Okay, now you come back to it, which I'm sure they will and say, Omega said, you know what? I can't live with that loss, even though it didn't count on whatever y'all said. Let's see what you can do one on one, uh, wrestler to wrestler. Right. Um and I, I think that would have been fine if they see that's when you you use that credit. Like, and that's why a lot of people um now here two things. I heard the hell in a cell criticism twice. I heard it used on Twitter for the Cody match and that ending. And I heard it used by Wade, of all people, for the John Moxley stuff. But it actually makes perfect sense why that's the comparison on both matches because of the way it ended. 
And when do you spend that credit? When do you when do you do that to people? Is the thing like WWE? They don't have any goddamn business doing that to us ever. They did it anyway. They don't give a fuck. But AEW, in a sense, did it twice and twice in a row. In a sense, if you if you get where I'm going with it, if you if you've seen the criticisms and heard the criticisms on why it's similar to it, uh, I don't think I've had. I don't. I don't think I have seen anything. Well, okay, so it was to for one, it, it's the whole both. It's the uh, the hell in the cell, and there's a lot of people that kind of took it a little bit too far and went different places with it. But the hell in the cell ending for Cody's match and the fact that it was stopped, that people are saying, "Well, why have it stopped like that? This match has judges, and it's a match that's not supposed to end in any other way except a winner. You had judges, right, and then." You had judges, and you had a 60-minute time limit, and yet it ends another kind of way. It wasn't supposed to go down like that, and that's the type of shit they did in Hell in a Cell. It was only supposed to end one kind of fucking way, and that was by somebody getting fucked up and pinned. Now, with the Moxley Omega, it was a little I bit know, more I nuanced. Can, I, yeah. I, I got I to I push back at that for the simple fact of the simple okay. fact of that is the Hell in a Cell has years of you know, history to go back on. It has yeah. all of this history to say this person won, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. This is the only way the match can end. With that type of match with the judges, I mean, that should be, I think that should be able to happen. The match should be able to end early, even if you have the judges there or not, because yeah. there hasn't been a real tradition, because that's not a normal thing with the judges. That's not right. a normal thing. Like it's just very, very far few in between when they bring the judges in. So you can have that wiggle room to say, you know what? No, we're just going to end with the actual pin or a submission or whatever it may be. I, I, I mean, I think that's fair. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but you know, we both could it, be right. It was, it was a stoppage out of nowhere. Neither one of those stoppages. I mean, they got out of that. That's a good way to get out of it. It was a bad way to get out of it for wwe because they should have said that stoppage for the next one that's what should have happened in saudi arabia they just flipped the booking and fucked that up if the fiend wins and he pins seth then and then you stop it the second time well shit you know seth didn't win and he didn't lose that match either he just lost the one time now he still has the one loss and his character's fucked up because of it so but if you flip him it's fine. And and to be honest, that whole story that they were telling was fine. They did two things. They didn't get the belt to the Fiend the first match. That was a giant fuck-up. Monumental fuck-up. And two, which is the giant the, the elephant in the room. And this is what Wade Keller was comparing Hell in a Cell to. The finisher. How many fucking things can you do to someone? You become numb to it. How the fuck is it that they're going to lose a regular wrestling match is what he says. And I understand him on that because how the hell is a curb stomp ever a move anybody's supposed to take seriously again? You know, because you, you they just went to the well on it and they just used it and they booked it into oblivion. So I, I get the comparison there. It's definitely an easier comparison than the first one, you know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, once you do that to somebody's finisher. I mean, it wasn't a finisher in a Moxley match. It was just 
the amount of shit they went through. Like, there's no way they can lose a regular wrestling match again, right? Because, I mean, I mean, you got you got slammed through some shit, you got slammed on some shit. Now you can't lose again, right? Right. As long as there's not no tag matches, they should both be built. Keep them away until the time is right for another match, and they should both never be losing. Any, they should both never lose singles matches. Ah, that's the thing. He should never lose a sing. They should never lose singles matches. Well, Moxley might be in line, like you said, to challenge Jericho. He can't win it. We know he can't win because they need that long, long ass title ring from Jericho. And he could win that championship, but he's not even the type of character that needs championships. He's basic. He's essentially the fiend, to be honest. That's exactly who Dean Ambrose is. That's the role he's playing right now. He's not that character, but that's yeah. the role. That's exactly where he fits. You know, yeah, he's he, that guy. That, yeah, he's Austin. He's he's there, Austin. Yeah, I mean, but if you really look at it, he took all his damage. He's a he's essentially the fiend now. He is, but and, and, but but I know what you mean. Yeah, he's he's the Austin type character, but he he's fucking invincible at this point. So if Jake Hager lays him out, he better fucking kick out anyway. I, I expect him to kick out of almost everything. I mean, he got stabbed. He, well, like, he got stabbed and cut and sliced. Sliced? If Jake Hager don't shoot him, it ain't believable. <laughs> let's remember this, though. They they did protect the uh, Angel's Wings. Was that, ain't that Omega Swinish? What's his name? One, one wing angle. Yeah, one, one wing angle. They did protect yeah. that. So we don't know what'll happen if he get hit with that. Because he never got a chance to take the move. True. I mean, but it is a wrestling move. He, he better do that shit on top of a chair. But then again, Moxley didn't really hit him with... Uh, actually, well, no, he did hit him with a uh, paradigm shift, didn't he? In that match. Uh, I'm not... Not I'm just at the end. I thought he hit him with one like in the middle of the ring and, and, and he kicked out. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think he did. You know, I I mean, I might, I might, I don't know, I might, I might have blinked. I I did have some shit I had to do at that very like during that match, but I did catch pretty much all of it, and that's what that's what was confusing me. I believe people on Twitter was like, "Well, shit, he caught one of those, and it didn't work, but he did it on the you know the the naked ring uh, when he pulled up all the padding and stuff." But I, you know, I I get the hell in cell comparisons to both of them. I think they're both actually pretty fair, to be honest. A lot of people are like, "Well, it's not WWE." I'm like, "Look, if people want to make their comparison, they want to make an argument. Let them make the argument." I think people made really good arguments for both, and I get it. And 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 to be fair to Hell in a Cell, it they flipped the booking. They hurt themselves quite a bit, but it was only two things they fucked up. You know, they should have never booked that many curb stomps, and they should have never booked. Seth, they should have never. They shouldn't have booked the stoppage then. They should have booked it for the the stoppage for the second match. But the ride, we they would have made the the burning down of the firehouse Firefly Funhouse make so much more sense too. You know what I mean? It would have made yeah. that click like, oh, he gonna get it. You know, like he gonna do some shit he never did before. But like, I, I get what they were going for though. They just told that in the in the wrong order, and then they it, ah, whatever though. But like I. If you look at that Hell in Cell story and you just swap the fucking swap that, you'd actually enjoy it a lot. I did because after Hell in a Cell, when I came home and I was like, man, fuck, I'm not watching any more WWE ever again. I was like, no, no, wait, 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 wait. Hmm. Now I do this shit for for money, <laughs> so I can't do that. That's not some shit I'm gonna just stop doing for one. But I did highly, I did contemplate it. But I was like, two. Let me just shut the fuck up and calm down and see where they go with it. And actually, 
loved where they went with it afterwards, regardless of how everybody perceived Seth afterwards. I'm glad he didn't go with all of that shit because it all made sense. Uh, you know, um, even burning down the fly, 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 fly Funhouse, I love that shit, but I, I didn't mean to bring them into it, but um, what was your overall thoughts on AEW Full Gear? Um, I really thought it was uh, a solid show with things that needed to be worked on. Um, and that basically just goes back to their TV. Again, with the whole Rio match and, you know, the 13 years, that's something that should have been showcased a lot um, during TV so that we can understand how far this rivalry goes and this teacher versus student. Um, I would suggest they watch out with length of the matches while yes. while the um, Omega and Moxley match was very long. I think they could have shaved maybe a, maybe a good 10 minutes. Well, like a yeah, minute. 10, I was going to say 10. Yeah, 10 minutes. Yeah, maybe uh, 10, 10, 10, 10 minutes, I would say, they could be shaved because it's only so much of that you can sit through. Like, yeah, you know, it is a you know group out there that love those matches, but a live audience, yeah, they're kind of tired out, and eventually they'll just start waiting for spots. And they want, yeah, to, and that's what they ended up kind of doing. It sounds yeah. like, like it really did sound up, like they did that. Up the spots, up the spots, up the spots. Um, and I just want them, as far as AEW as a company, just to be more um, aware, aware of how they need to position these matches from their uh, opening match to the main event. Let every match mean something. Like, let's showcase these um, athletes like they should be showcased. I don't care if it's a second or third match. If it's a story there to be told, let it be told. And let's give some more personality and microphone behind, you know, let these people talk. Just like you did for Kip. You let him get on the microphone, and now people are aware of him. Now people want to hear him talk more, uh, see what's next with him. And just keep pushing the inner circle. Just just keep like keep your foot on the necks with those guys. Cause there's something there. Um, I'm not sure why uh Jericho and Sammy are getting a title match when I it sh- I think it should be proud and <laughs> it should be proud and uh uh powerful. Wait, they get a title match Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday. Jericho and Sammy. Yeah, okay. I, 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 I watched yeah, the I watched the uh, the little presser after the event, and Jericho was like, "You know what? Uh, me and Sammy are undefeated in tag team. How come we're not ranked? Yeah, we're going after. We, I want more gold. We're going to get after the titles." Um, and then I, I just saw. You know the, what? <clears throat> I saw the little picture, and I'm like, um, "No, this should be proud and powerful going for the titles." No, I I I'll do you one better because you know they can't waste that right now, right? Cool. Why not private party? Because it was a triple threat. Yes, they just lost, but that was a triple threat match. Why not just private party? Why not SCU? You know, why not have private party say, "Hey, I bet you can't beat us one on one." You know, because honestly, I, okay, this is me putting on my Booker hat. Like I really should be yeah. doing it, but I'm trying to get away from doing this. But what I think may happen is they just gonna get beat up. The inner circle just gonna beat them up, and they'll transition to proud and powerful. Yeah, I mean, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I can see that happening. You know, I it's just. But how many times has SCU been beat up? I mean, that's what they're going to be. Think about it like this. <laughs> Rock and Roll Express got beat up a lot. And they were tag team yes. champions. So 
I can see. They got beat up last week. <laughs> they still get. They did. They got that ass up last yeah, week, bro. So they still making money. So yeah, it's cool. I think we, they want NWA power too. So like, but I don't think they got beat up on that. I don't remember. But it's I possible they could have got two ass Huh? They're the tag team champions over there, right? No, 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 no. Not at NWA. It's uh the wild cards. The wild cards might have gotten it from them, but uh no, they they uh, it's the wild cards that are champions over there. Uh I'm drawing a blank on their names. They got some weird names. They're not names that I would know offhand, but like I do know their names. <laughs> but uh no, but yeah, it's crazy. I mean they getting beat you right, they get you know, it's it's okay to get beat up, but like SEU is getting got beat up like six fucking weeks straight. Seriously. Every time Lucha Bros see him, and that's not telling the story. Like they and that's a helly, that's a hella crazy crutch that AEW uses. Oh, just beat him up after the match or uh jump on before they do the interview. It's like every time, every single time, like, can you write something better? Like, uh, don't do that. Like, could you uh I don't know, here's a thought. Let me talk. Give me five fucking minutes to talk. You don't have to have constant action. Damn. Like, there's no story told if I don't... Like, MJF didn't say a fucking word on the mic. That's where you lost me with that shit. I'm like, so he do a heel turn. You don't get no words before him, uh, before he does it, and none after? Sure, we'll get some after, but that, it's MJF. Have him plead on the mic be like, Cody, hey. man, I never... You know what I'm saying? That's a waste. Oh, MJF not speaking during his heel turn or right before is a fucking waste. Hey, Sean. Yes. Uh, the Rock and Roll Express are the NWA Tag Team Champions. Sorry, say that again? You, you cut out the a Rock and Roll Express are the NWA Tag Team Champions. Are they? Yes. NWA? Yes. How? I thought I saw they had won it. Yeah. When? <laughs> it was on one of those power shows. Nigga, you spoiling shit? Oh, did I not watch it this week? Sorry. No, I watched episode five. I don't know when it happened. I'm just I'm on uh Wikipedia and I thought I saw them one and it said current it's a current champions, Rock and Roll Express. That'd be fucking impossible. Now I gotta go look at it. What? I'm gonna go to NWA shit. Maybe they maybe they got like a different tra- a traveling uh thing that happens. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Uh those are the first no, it's okay, so it's got that's September. When did they become? When did they October become the first? Oh, okay, 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 okay. Now this shit is tape. Let me, let me, you know, the the power shit is tape. I don't know when the fuck is tape, but um. So when I look it up, I see September, uh, September twenty fifth. Um, then the tag team champions are the uh, wild cards, and they're holding them up. So, what? I, oh, okay, on power they not. That's weird. The title. The, they uh, okay. The Rock and Roll Express defeated the Wildcats wow. during the wow second cards. day, so they may not have showed it yet. They say the second okay. day I take this, so I don't know well, how much they take. Fuck them. <laughs> Whatever. They okay. So now they they recently showed them like they talked about them, but like you sure they didn't win them from them? I don't know. I'll sort that shit out. We don't we don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> now power, what are you doing, power? You you book you making some booking shit in my face? You fucking stuff up? You saw I gotta it. go read. Ricky Warren said he he still <clears throat> get it on. I mean, damn, that's crazy. I mean, the fuck that show's lying. 
Because uh, yeah, the wild cards got him, and they just had a uh, they yeah, just had I, a fucking title match. I think when how um the way they take, if I'm not mistaken, they did like take maybe five to six shows that one day, and then I think they did the same oh, the second day. So I, I think they showing yeah, that it makes up. sense because we had episode five, and now you know like now that makes sense, but like we had episode five, so like maybe episode six is when they win them or something. But like yeah, my you know I had heard some about that too, but I was like, well that don't make sense because I'm looking at the tag team champs. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I was like, no, that's bullshit. I don't know where that story came from, but apparently that's true. I didn't know about the tape delays, but tell people where they can find you. Yeah, if you want to find me on social media, you can follow me at Jeff versus the World on Twitter and Jeff versus the World Facebook. Um, if you have any questions or comments or anything you want to say, you can uh, leave it at Jeff versus the World at Yahoo.com. Um, this week I got a couple of episodes coming out. Um I'll be having my sports show with my man Shahid, and I also will be having my uh, Hood Classics. We'll be going to do the movie Juice, and I'll be talking wrestling this week, sometime this week. Yeah, and that's it. Where can they find your podcast? Oh, you can find the podcast anywhere. Uh, iTunes, uh, <laughs> Speaker, <laughs> anywhere, everywhere you look for podcasts, I'm on there somewhere. You can find me, Jeff versus the World. For show. And with that, take us home. This is Sporticus and you've been sports entertained.